Welcome into Fantasy Focus. Today's show is presented by GEICO. Insurance can be hard. That's why GEICO makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to GEICO. It is Thursday, November 16th. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by two of my best friends, Liz Loza and Field Yates Field. It's not that I don't want to start with you. It's that I want to start with Liz. Uh, Yes, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I love being here. Honestly, you guys, I walked into the building this morning and it does not get old. I'm like, I work here. I love these people. The honeymoon phase is still on. So let's make sure it continues. Uh, Let's make sure it continues. Field, are you ready to bring your A game to make sure this continues? (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm ever ready to bring my A game, Daniel, but I was sort of thinking, would you prefer to be D'Amico or Nick right now? Ooh. You can choose. Just it's it's an arbitrary decision. I would like to be Nick. Okay. I'll be D'Amico then. Okay. And I guess technically D'Amico Ryan's wasn't in Houston last year, but last year, riding it out with Davis Mills, totally serviceable NFL quarterback. I think perhaps a bit underappreciated, not perfect by any stretch, but solid, right? Sure. Now we have CJ Stroud no, no, next no, no, to us, no, right? No, 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 no. This is right. like, you know, Mike no, yesterday, no, no. Davis God. Mills. Don't make this call. People today, do not like this call. CJ Stroud. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling right That's now. That's it. I love Mike Clay so much, and it makes me so uncomfortable, but I appreciate when yeah. you make this because I would love to do, like, I love Mike because he's so analytical, and I feel like I'm much more vibes-based. Mm. Sure, sure. So, I, Which I pick up on. I definitely get that, Liz. I want to ask you, we love Mike. You know, here's the thing. It's we've, we've spent so much time thrashing Mike this season <laughs> oh, that yeah. now if we don't do it, people are like, are you guys okay? Is everything all right? Yeah. You guys need to give him more kudos for his glow-up, though, because looks- no one has gotten handsomer at the age, except for maybe you, Field, but wow. you've always Thank you. No, yeah. no, he's he's looking great. He's looking nice yes. too, and jacked, jacked and tan. I believe jacked is the and name. tan. That's his new nickname. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they love it. Mister Jacked do. and Tan. Uh, that'll make more sense at some point when we tape something. I'm going to say no more. I don't want to spoil the surprise, oh. but it's going to be funny. Yeah, it'll be fun. We should probably do it before Liz leaves, so that we can have her be a part of it as well. You know I'm what? Good. Honestly, I was ready to have Liz full on replace Mike because of some things that happened in the show yesterday. I want to lead off this really quickly, and then we'll dive into Thursday night football. I want you guys to know that football is coming in the show. Like Thirty seconds. But Liz, mm-hmm. let's say that you just happen to best day of your life. You go out to see Taylor Swift at a concert. She's like, I want you to come up and sing with me. You come yeah. up and you sing on stage with Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. She's like, oh my gosh, you're incredible. Come okay. join my entourage. Yeah. Okay. You go home that night. You tell your husband you're celebrating. Yeah. You decide you're going to have a little midnight snack when you're celebrating. Non-booze, by the way. Non-booze. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you pull out Greek yogurt with granola <laughs> or do you get ice cream out of the freezer? I will definitely get ice cream and two spoons. Thank you. But Thank you. Let but me caveat say that my breakfast every morning is Greek yogurt oh, with paleo nola. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. okay. That's that's a good breakfast food. Yeah, it's no. just not a dessert food. No, no, no. Right. It's not a cheat. And here's the thing. What uh, just to be clear, that second spoon is not for Mike because he's already been thrown in jail. <laughs> For his take, it's for your husband. I'm assuming. Yes, one of your children. Of yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Mike See, is already. It's for Taylor. The it reason why Mike Travis. is not here is because he has yet to post bond. That's why. That's what. That's it. That's it. He is in pre-jail right now. Once he lets us know that he has made sure that his ice cream takes are back where they're supposed to be, then we're going to let him back on the show. But Liz, you are here today. Yeah. You're going to tell the people all the things that they need to hear. We're going to dive into some Thursday night football yeah, action. Go. It's about time that we have a very fun Thursday night football game. Al Michaels rejoices. We've got Ravens and Bengals. This one should be a lot of fun. Let's start at the quarterback position because we got two superstar quarterbacks. Joe Burrow taking on these Ravens. Field, I'm going to ask you this. Multiple passing touchdowns in five straight games. Ooh, is that right? But... 
This is a tough Ravens defense. They have not allowed more than 20 fantasy points to only one quarterback so far this year. So how are you approaching Joe Burrow on Thursday Night Football? I've got him outside my top 10, Daniel, which if you're in a 10-team league would mean you could look elsewhere for a better starting option. Wow. Joe Burrow has played the Ravens four times since the start of last regular season. That includes one playoff matchup. He has 16.4 fantasy points, 11.6 fantasy points, 18.3 fantasy points, and his quarterback finishes in those three regular season games. For the purposes of uh, this exercise, I will omit the playoff game only because we don't have full quarterback weekly sure. rankings. Yep. He finished as quarterback 21, quarterback 18, and then quarterback 8. He wasn't a whole lot better in the playoffs. He has five touchdowns and two interceptions. He has not thrown for 225 yards in any of those four games against Baltimore, who, as you mentioned, has been awesome against been opposing quarterbacks. By far the best in the NFL, they have allowed just 116 Fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So, yes, I have Joe Burrow outside my top 10. And if not for the fact that somebody swooped in and grabbed my potential replacement in my one Joe Burrow team uh, this week on waivers, then I would be benching Joe Burrow. I was thinking about adding, I don't know how Josh Dobbs on waivers in that league, Um, but Josh Dobbs. And instead, I have Joe Burrow right now. And I will take the decision all the way up until game time between Joe Burrow and Geno Smith. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm leaning Burrow pretty yeah. strongly. It's a six-point passing touchdown league, for which definitely matters as well. Sure. But it's tough sledding against this Ravens team, Liz, who no matter who they have available, just makes it hard on Joe Burrow. Maybe it's the familiarity, maybe it's the tenacity, but Joe Burrow does not stomp them like he stomps basically everybody else. Well, also Joe Burrow, and we saw this last week against Houston, made some mistakes when pressing late in that game, mm. right? He had costly turnovers. They didn't cost the Bengals any points, but they cost fantasy managers points. Yep. I do think that what the spread on this is three and a half, right? We're expecting a close game. Could, especially with the Bengals playing catch up in terms of their record to the bang, uh, to the Ravens, press a little bit, make some mistakes. We also saw his right tackle, Jonah Williams, get blown up mm. last week. And what did the Bengals, or la- yeah, last week, but what did the Bengals, uh, what did the Ravens do? They lead the league in sacks with 39. Mm. Yeah. A lot of duress. A lot of that. I mean, at and least, no T. Higgins, obviously. And no T. Higgins. No that T. is Higgins. absolutely true. Yep, that's yeah. a big part of it. So at least Joe has some more mobility in his game now rather than he did earlier in the season. So I am pumped about that. I don't feel, I want to say this. I don't feel like the Ravens have played a great list of quarterbacks. They have not, and Mike has been hammering that point home okay. so far this season. It does include, though, they did play Lamar Jackson. Uh, they did play Joe Burrow earlier this year, right? They have faced this... A limited Joe Burrow. Limited Joe Burrow. So I get it. The idea of benching Joe Burrow is frightening, given how well he has played after his early season slump. But if you have a decent option, like if you have a Russell Wilson, or if you have a Josh Dobbs available, there are crazier things than playing... Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow in fantasy. Yep. As crazy as that sounds when I say it's right now. The passing volume for Burrow, though, is the thing I can't move away from. Not just his accuracy and his ability, yeah. but the Bengals are, what, third in pass attempts on the season, or at least he is third in pass attempts on yep. the season. So, you know there's going to be volume there, um, but... I do think he's going to be in for a tough day. It does feel like it's going to be a tough day. And like you said, no T Higgins, Liz. So now mm-hmm. when you look at these wide receivers field, we're obviously starting Jamar chase. He's a we top are. five wide receiver. Awesome. As yeah. soon as he's, as, as long as he's starting, you are starting him. The question becomes, 
Is there anyone else that you want to start? A Tyler Boyd, a Trenton Irwin. Yes. Which one of these secondary wide receivers do you like? Uh, I evidently did not pull Tyler uh, T. Higgins out of my ranks fast enough to see the Tyler Boyd rankings update go through. But Tyler Boyd's inside my top 30 tonight. As a matter of fact, Tyler Boyd played 92% of the snaps last week with the mm-hmm. team high 12 targets yep. and up over 100 yards. The Ravens will be without Marlon Humphrey tonight, their best cornerback and just a really good player in general. That helps a little bit. So Tyler Boyd is definitely startable tonight, even in a difficult matchup. His day could have been even better last week, if not for a drop touchdown oh. that he took a lot of heat for after the game. Brutal. But the volume is way too good to ignore for Tyler Boyd. Yep. Uh, Tyler Boyd also, so he is managing 12 targets without T Higgins in week 10, seven targets without T Higgins in week five, and had at least one red zone look in both of those games. I love that you mentioned the absence of Marlon Humphrey because in his replacement, you're going to see probably more Rakia Sin who did struggle versus Amari Cooper last week. He let, you know, obviously Humphrey hurt himself like partway through that game. Um, but in coverage of Amari Cooper, Rakiasin let Cooper catch two of three for a decent number of yards. Heck yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on having Tyler Boyd here as the number two within this offense. He's the guy that I would play behind Jamar Chase if I had to play another wide receiver yeah. from my roster. I think it's a good option. I think he's a good option too. Yeah, very good I, option. I think it's a good Any option. concern about because of the short week and the soreness that Chase had? I mean, I know he, you know, he caught over 100. You know what? No, here's no. the reason why. Okay. He's off the injury report entirely this week. Oh, okay. Totally off. Good. So last week after missing practice on Wednesday and then being limited Thursday and Friday, not on it at all. Now, they're not really practicing this week, but this team still has to submit an injury report. Uh, So off the injury report entirely for Jamar Chase. Good news there. We got Mixon as a low-end RB2. I don't feel great about him in this matchup, but with the volume that he's getting and the kind of production that he gets, he's a guy that you probably need to start based on what else you have available at running back. Let's move ahead and talk about these Ravens running backs, because this is my question, guys. This is where it is at. Gus Edwards has been the guy that you have been looking at because he's been getting in the end zone. He's been fine in the painted area last week in the end zone. Only nine and a half fantasy points outside the top 30 at running back. But all the excitement, Field Jates, is on Keaton Mitchell. Everyone is. is excited to see what this kid can do. He's just not getting as much volume. I mean, 14 snaps last week. Not enough. Now he's going to turn whatever touches he gets into potential big plays because he's so dang fast and he has been showing that. But John Harbaugh said, I think he's earned some more touches in this backfield. I don't know what that means. Right. We don't know what that means. That's a very fair point because does that mean that he goes from 14 snaps to 20 snaps? Right. Does it mean he goes from 14 snaps to 35 snaps? I don't think the role for Gus Edwards is in peril because the Ravens love this guy. And think about what's happened since J.K. Dobbins went down. He has 10 or more rushes in seven of his past eight games. The only exception was the week in which he had five rushes. That included two touchdowns, five for 53 in two touchdowns because they were absolutely blowing out the Seahawks in that game. Here's the big thing with Gus Edwards is you are betting on a touchdown in games without a touchdown this season. Here are Gus Edwards weekly finishes. RB 46, RB 47, RB 35, RB 38, all RB 38 under 10 fantasy points in every single one of those games. Outside the top 35, every single week he doesn't score a touchdown. Yep. In so games he has scored a touchdown. RB22, RB3, RB6, RB11, RB31, which was last, last week, week when he actually scored a touchdown but did fumble as well. So you are banking on Gus Edwards scoring a touchdown if you are rolling the dice and starting him. But his teammate Keaton Mitchell is even more of a dice roll because, well, he might average three times as many yards per carry as Gus Edwards, 
he might play one third of the snaps of Gus Edwards as well. Yep. The, the phrase dice roll, though, on Edwards is interesting in terms of him, you're right, scoring a touchdown because the data has proven that he is likely to score a touchdown. Since week six, Edwards has recorded 18 red zone carries and seven touchdowns. The touchdown bonanza officially began in week seven, but you could yep. see it coming in week six. Um, I like the idea of, uh, it is harder for me to bet on a long run from Keaton Mitchell, even though there is data that supports the likelihood of that, than there is of Gus Edwards scoring a touchdown. Worth right. mentioning that the Bengals are allowing five yards per carry to opposing rushers. Um, hey, that's pretty good. I wanted to apologize uh, during my thoughts on the Ravens running backs. If you heard some ambient noise, I realized that uh, we have something called Vananet, which is a Bluetooth monitor for your Stop. children. <laughs> And uh, I sometimes forget to close the app. Like I can, I can watch my children from afar, from afar uh, yeah. when they're, when they're in their various, when they were, when they're in their respective cribs. And so uh, one of my kids does not sleep all day because she's almost two. The other one still sleeps a lot. So if you heard her crying, my apologies. There. <laughs> well, but it's cute. There's a cute crier. Always cute. Crier. cute. Yeah. Always cute. cute That's crier. why. Yeah. She actually, she actually is not much of a crier either. So I just jinxed it. But up until yeah, was, this point, she has not been much she's of been a crier. Good to go. Yeah. Uh, when I'm looking at these wide receivers, guys, are you looking at either Zay Flowers or Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you have a confidence in either one of these? Or at this point, is it still one of those like, hey, man, if I'm starting a Ravens wide receiver, I'm I'm doing it, but not necessarily with confidence based on what the volume is. That's where I'm at on Ravens wide receivers. Correct. If I'm starting one, it's Zay Flowers yep. because he's by far the most explosive of the receivers. And but, reliable. Yep. But his, uh, his targets have really it's leveled dipped. off. I mean, dramatically since the beginning of the season when he was red yep. hot and... Those explosive plays for Zay have not been nearly as prevalent. He's a great, great talent, but um, this offense kind of stuck in the mud recently. Yeah, you know Lamar's gone back to back to back games, passing offense, I should say, back to back to back games under fourteen fantasy points. Pretty crazy. That's bad. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's bad. I got a bunch of questions, and we'll talk about it a little bit later because uh, we got a couple other quarterbacks this week. When we did the score report, I yeah. answered a bunch of voicemails. I cannot tell you how many voicemails were like, can I start Josh Dobbs over Lamar Jackson? Can I start this person over Lamar Jackson? Can I like, it is tough where people are no. at. It's a lot of overreaction because of how bad Lamar has okay, been. But recently. Lamar Jackson like is a career seven and two against Cincinnati, 12 to four touchdown to interception ratio over his Liz. career averages over 70 yard rushing yards against them for his career. Now I understand that Lamar isn't rushing necessarily as much as this year as he was in previous years, but the, the, Ravens are also, if the Bengals are uh, top three in pass attempts, the Ravens are top three in rush attempts. It is a Thursday night. And what do we know about Thursday night games? Usually rushing yards go up because those defenses are a little gassed. Love that. Liz, yes, queen. I love you. That's um, so good. I, I, just in case people were watching this and sort of hearing our tenor, I think we all have Lamar actually ranked lower than where you see him on that rankings panel right now. He is a little a bit little lower bit. than that, but not um, too much but lower. But he's still a starter. But yes. I, I, you know, certainly Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen guys are going to top, top my uh, my rankings almost every single week. Here. All right. So let's talk about, you well, you know what? Let's pick this. Maybe a couple spots down. I was I was looking over Liz's shoulder here. Let's pick the game. Let's, let's do pick it. this Why game. Yeah. yeah, Liz Loza, you got Baltimore. And you got Cincy. Which city are you going with tonight? I'm taking Baltimore. Baltimore. Field Jates, what about you? I am going to go with Baltimore as well, and I feel really bad about it. And to the point that I'm going to switch my pick to Cincinnati. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's how long it took me to persuade myself to make to come a out of that. Pick. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to default to the Baltimore Ravens. I lived okay. in Baltimore for two and a half years. Good I have enough a, reason a to good pick affinity them. for that city. I yeah. absolutely love them. We had I'm a going great live show back in the day in Baltimore. Oh, my gosh. I miss so live shows. Yeah, that, that again was a lot sometime of fun. soon. I heard there's like an opening at a place in Oahu that maybe wants to host a live show. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I'm hearing. Is that I'm a friend's in, house? I, Oahu is the big... In is, Hawaii. Is Hawaii, yeah. 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 So I think we just need to find a place. I don't have a friend's house there. Field, do you oh, have a friend's house? I've got family there, yeah. yeah. Oh. My, yeah. Half my family is living out in Hawaii, so that, that would... My well, dad's, that from, my dad's from Hawaii, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, you I learn know something this. new every day. Um, so um, that's where I get my cool side. That's it's <laughs> way more interesting than the Nanit. Yeah, the, the, yes, yes. My mom's from Ohio, so uh, okay, all right. Quite a bit more exciting to be from Hawaii. Way to bring it back than, to the Nanit energy. Yes. Ohio, with that's right. an Ohio yeah. drop. Yeah. so good. Well, that's right. why you took the Bengals. There we go. Oh man, way to bring that full circle. All right. Nice job, Liz Loza. All right, let's dive into our week eleven let's preview. Do it. Part one. We always dive into a couple of these things on Thursday, so we can have a little bit more time on Friday. Let's start with the Dolphins, guys. Devon Achan, his window to return has opened. 21-day window has returned. He was limited in practice yesterday. Something to note, Raheem Mostert, also limited in practice with an ankle injury yesterday. Kind of every week for him It, it is one of those things yeah. where it's like he's an older guy. You're trying to be able to like limit some of that stuff. Manage How him. are you approaching these running backs field if... We're not totally sure if we're going to see Devon Achan. Let's say he does play. He's going to. I think he'll play. Okay. I think he is. Uh, to quote Adam Schefter, tracking to play on Sunday. You're going to play both of them because these guys just break the model. So I think Raheem Mostert's an easy decision because of how great he has been this year. Like it'd be really hard to fade Raheem Mostert uh, based off what he's done for you up to this point. With Devon Achan, just a reminder of what Devon Achan was doing prior to this stint on IR. He's played four games this year. Yep. The first game he played, I think, six snaps and barely touched the ball. In the last three games that he played prior to going on IR, Devon Achan was RB1, RB5, and RB4 on a total of 13, sorry, 43 touches. So... 14 a game, basically, for Devon Achan led him to being a top five finisher in each of those three weeks, a total of just six catches, so 37 rushing attempts. But the part that just continues to blow my mind is his worst game of those three in terms of yards per carry was 11.3 yards per rush. Ridiculous. So is that going to happen every single week? Of course not. But you have to decide whether you want to be the sucker or not. Because if you're the person that sits Devon Achan and he goes nuts once again, you're the sucker. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be the sucker in life? I don't think so. Nope. So I am not benching Devon Achan because while I'm sure there is some model that Mike has crafted that has told (laughs) us that it's very unlikely to continue to average 11.3 yards per carry. We're talking about arguably the fastest player amongst the running backs in Miami in an offense that sets up players for big plays better than any other offense in the NFL. I'm riding the hot hand of Devon Achan. And Raheem Mostert, in part, by the way, to note, Jeff Wilson Jr., last game out, played just 17% of the snaps. One of the fears was that, hey, Devon Achan comes in as a third-round rookie. How much of a role is there going to be if both Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert are playing a lot? I'm not totally convinced Jeff Wilson Jr. will be active on Sunday. Yeah. They might just say, if we have Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan and Savan Ahmed, we'll roll with those three. Good to go there. Yeah. Devon Achan, three weeks, right? I mean, well, let's... Forgive him for week one, right? Yes. Like let's yep. say he played Doesn't for three count. weeks, 45 touches, 43 touches. He turned all of that into 518 scrimmage yards That's and seven ridiculous. total touchdowns. That's unreal. He remains, despite those three big weeks, everything that has happened since remains the RB1 in fantasy points per opportunity. Wow. 
That's ridiculous. Wow. That is no unreal. No one has beat it yet. And so, he's not uh, even been on the field. So, and wait, the Miami Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites yes. against the Raiders. The Raiders, this is going to be a fascinating week for the Raiders. I'm so happy about what they've done over the past two weeks for With them. Tomato right? cans. Right. But that's the question is like, what does this look like? You know, uh, you know, who's probably the most anxious for this game to begin on Sunday. Josh McDaniels, who's probably like, I know I didn't do a great job, yeah. but I might have been able to beat the Jets and the Giants you as well. You never want to see your ex turn out with someone oh, hotter yeah. than right. you, right? Yes, like, yes. You so, want to see your ex get that divorce. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Did I say that out loud? I mean, we're not. This, <laughs> this, this, this <laughs> show isn't live. That's don't right. Don't worry about um, it. You guys can tweet at us if that was actually live and let us know. Uh, but yes, I mean, this is a, uh, this is a potential... Um, back to earth game for the Raiders. Yep. And if not, then we have our story of the day on Monday on NFL Live. If they Absolutely. go to Miami and upset them, then 4 p.m. Eastern time, watch Laura and the crew. Terrific football talk. All right, so we got Devon H. Han ahead of Raheem Mostert. If for some reason one of them doesn't play, you're absolutely playing the other one. That's going to get a ton of touches in this game. If HM plays, no matter what I'm playing, you're playing him. And honestly, like maybe it's just because the rosters that I have Raheem Mostert on, he's just such an obvious play for me relative to the other options I have. Sure. I have him as RB27, but still feel pretty good about Raheem Mostert, because he might go off for 11 carries and have 125 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. He managed double-digit touches in the three weeks in which he shared the backfield with yep. HN anyway. So at that point, you're talking about sure. he's able to split that Wouldn't workload you, without a problem. I mean, if you had a running back, particularly on this offense, or an offense as explosive as this one, that's managing double-digit touch, touches, aren't you thinking RB2 automatically yes. anyway? Yeah. 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 On the other side of this game, I see that we were talking about the Raiders. Liz, how are you feeling about Devontae Adams? I am so glad he finally drew double digit targets. Right? Finally got 14 <laughs> targets last yes. week. I'm thrilled with that. I know that. the conversion Better rate. You're going to get here to the conversion rate? No, oh, no, no. I'm going to have the optimistic okay. take as well. Okay. You, you, you wrap it up, though. Keep going. No, 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 no. I, I mean, he had 13 targets, sorry. 54% yeah. target share last week. Yeah. 54%. Only Devont- the fourth time that's happened all season, by the way. So Devontae Adams had 13 targets. Every other Raider combined for 12. And I want to read a quote Ooh, to you. That's oh, a good one. this that one comes one. from Antonio Pierce. And Antonio Pierce is either a fantasy football player or just a very logical and smart man or both. This is Antonio Pierce. This was after the game this past Sunday night. Quote, the first couple plays were right to him, him being Devante in this case. Get the ball in his hands. Get him going. When you've got one of the best receivers in the game, I'm not stupid. I know who to get the ball to. That sounds Music good to, to my ears. I love that. I do not vote for the award, but I'm going to find a way to convince somebody who does vote for the coach of the year to immediately name Antonio Pierce the coach of the year because this is what it's all about. I know that obviously it helps us for fantasy football purposes, but just logically, like if you're the Raiders, if you're going to be a good offense, Devontae Adams is going to be the fulcrum of that offense in the passing game. So Devontae with a 54% target share last week, it won't be that robust. But if he's at 25% or above in a game in which they could be down big, Devontae Adams should have yet another busy day. You'd like to see those, as Liz alluded to, you'd like to see those uh, four, 13 targets turn into even more catches. But given where we were a month ago, yep, we are trending in the right direction with Devontae. Also, no hesitancy because of the matchup, which I appreciated, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, You I would see so. the Jets. Yeah. Oh, well, he's going to draw on top Gardner, Sauce Gardner. Yeah. That's really tough. Nope. Who cares? We're going to trust in Devontae. He's been screaming about it rightfully for weeks. Yep. Go ahead, even with... A less than strong-armed quarterback under center. Feed him. Yep. Feed him. Absolutely. Find ways to put the ball in Devontae mm-hmm. Adams' hands. We all have him rate, uh, ranked as wide receiver 11. Yeah. So back in on the Devontae Adams train starting him this week. Let's Volume talk- makes him a low-end wide receiver one. Yes, yeah. at this point. 
part of the problem was he wasn't seeing them as much volume yeah. as we had hoped for. All right, Texans offense. Yeah. This one is interesting. They get the Arizona Cardinals. Earlier this week, we had a conversation, Field Jates, where you and Kevin Pulsifer and I had a debate. Would you rather have C.J. Stroud or Patrick Mahomes the Let's rest of Liz. the year? Liz. Rest of the season. In fantasy or real life? In fantasy. Oh. If you had to choose, would you rather have C.J. Stroud rest of the year or Patrick Mahomes? I would prefer C.J. Stroud, and I will tell you why. My issue with the Chiefs is that beyond Travis Kelsey, they do not have a downfield target, and I think that that is negatively affecting Patrick Mahomes. Not win record, but passing uh, passing st- stats. Yep. So give me C.J. Stroud, who, whether he is unlocking this talent or... Or it is elevating him as well, whether it's a mutually beneficial situation, he is finding talent and they are helping drag his, he's dragging them and in a positive way and they are dragging him and I love it. Yep. So I also took CJ Stroud in this conversation, Field and Kevin Paltzford took Patrick Mahomes. We had a poll that we put up and the poll finally came back. We wanted to let it sit for a couple days and soak. Yeah. 61% would rather have CJ Stroud over Patrick this Mahomes the rest of the year. What's up the okay. people? We are the people's message. So, Gosh, I need, to, uh, I need to think about some stuff right now. That's interesting. The it idea is. that we are having this conversation, no one would have thought in week 11, no. we're talking about the number two quarterback from the Texans offense potentially being started over top of the former MVP, Patrick Mahomes. But that's yeah. where we're at. I mean, people are at least are emotional enough to say, I've seen enough out of CJ Stroud that I want to keep rolling with him. So in spite of all that, it's just like, you have to be very careful because if you say something, it's going to sound like you were speaking negatively of a player in CJ Stroud that I absolutely love. I know that's, but CJ Stroud is playing unbelievable football. I think out of his gourd is the time works (laughs) out of his gourd. Yes. He has two games with 20 or more fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes is playing booty cheeks relative to his own standards. That's true. That's true. And he has four games with 20 plus fantasy points. Yeah. So you don't think Patrick Mahomes like coming out of a bye, the team is exactly where they want to be right atop the AFC standings. Don't once look at again. me. Look at the, look at the people look that the asked them to look at them. All right. I mean, that's interesting, yep. but specific to this week, I do still feel really good about CJ Stroud. And Take I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, like, do you want to be the sucker? And the sucker is the person that benches the player expecting that player to eventually fall off the cliff. And in this case, if you expect that out of CJ Stroud, I don't know why you expect that, but he's facing a Cardinals team that has allowed over 20 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. One of the best or one of the worst in the NFL, one of the better matchups in the the NFL, NFL, I should note. Uh, And over the past two weeks, CJ Stroud has done something that only two other rookies ever have done. 800 plus passing yards in a two game stretch. So Stroud could not be more excited for the city of Houston, for Texans fans, for those that have him in fantasy. While I would prefer Patrick Mahomes, crazy as that is, CJ Stroud deserves to be started this week. Does. Fun nugget, fun statistical nugget. He's been nails. We know that, right? Mm. QB4 in money throws, which are exceptionally difficult passes, okay. with 16 on the season. Um, your buddy Patrick Mahomes has. Eight money throws is the QB 18 Oof. in money throws. On you said four for CJ He's Stroud? the QB four with 16. 16. Okay, 16. got it. The QB yeah. 18 with eight for Patrick So Mahomes. half as many. Okay. So half gotcha. as many, exactly. Okay. And he's uh, been pressured. He's the QB eight on pressured throws with 71 on the season and still maintaining a YPA of 8.3. So 
we like CJ Stroud this week. I mean, I just You're also playing him. I just want to because it's it's one thing I think sometimes in fantasy we're like, oh, he's been great. Look at this. I got all these fantasy points. But like when you dig a little deeper and are able to contextualize the stats and figure out how they are happening, I think it's really beneficial. So yeah. that's what I did. Yeah, and I think the strong we don't have to revet the entire relitigate the entire conversation, but I think the, no, no, the no. strong counters would be that Mahomes has more passing touchdowns. He has way more rushing yards, like nearly three and a half times many rushing yards. And those certainly matter. Those are the kind of things that I think we find to be a bit stickier over time than a 40 plus point effort, which is part of the reason why a big part of the reason why CJ Stroud uh, has more fantasy points per game, just ever so slightly than Mahomes up to this point. I don't mean to be a creeper here, Liz, but a moment ago when we were doing our Raven Cincinnati preview, I looked over your shoulder to see if we had our rankings on Lamar exactly aligned. And I noticed you're one of those people that keeps 97 tabs open oh, on yeah. your browser. Yeah. I do. I do. I don't know how you don't. I got a lot going on. X out and then you reopen then them. You reopen like, how do you know if you're like, oh, I got to go check my uh, whatever, my Gmail tab. How do you know where to find it? The little Gmail sign. No, there's right too many. Here? When you've got 30 uh, okay. things up there, I can't find it that quickly. That's not how that works, Liz. I mean, I am a multitasker. I am a, thank you. I am a working mom. I okay. multitask well, that, all these things. That's Look, why. I'm juggling. I got tinsel in my hair. Look at that. Speaking style. of, I wish I had mentioned this a little earlier in the show when we were talking about Devon Chan. Very funny moment in the press conference with Mike McDaniel where oh, someone yes. had asked him specifically, he's like, hey, so uh, if A-Chan comes back, is this going to be one of those things where he's going to ramp up to a workload or will he have a full workload like right off the bat? And Mike McDaniel said, how much money you got on fantasy, fantasy football? football? What do you do? What kind of a He's question? Mike's our kind of That's coach. right. He knows what's up. Us. Mike's going to be on the show next week. I it's love probably it. not true, but it'd be no. awesome. Let's that. speak into yeah. existence. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Hey, speaking of some running backs, yeah. Texans had an awesome running back last week. Mm. Devin Singletary, 150 yeah. yards. Yeah. Some might say he motored his way to 150 hey, uh, yards. Motor some Singletary. might say yeah. well, done. 23.1 fantasy points. We've not really felt like there has been a Texans running back that we feel confident in starting on a very, like on a consistent basis, Liz. Do you think this week against Arizona, you're either going to start Devin Singletary or Damian Pierce? Well, I just want to caveat this because last night when I flew into the Hartford airport, um, I went to the car great rental. Airport. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. It's very great, easy yeah. to navigate. Very clean. Very friendly. Uh, I went to the car rental to pick up my, my car. Did you get a Jeep? Hold up. Okay, sorry. And shouts to Tucker at the rental place who was like, uh, you work for ESPN? And I was like, I do. He was like, you can look at my fantasy lineup. Shut up. (laughs) And I was like, sure. Uh, And he goes, "Uh, any thoughts on whether or not Damian Pierce is going to be back? Oof. And I said, well, you know, here, here's what I know. And Devin Singletary just had a big game. And he was like, I'm a big Texans fan. I really am rooting for Damian Pierce. So I worked out a trade situation with him, answered a trade question. And then at the end was like, now I would like that Wrangler, please. Stop. And your girl's driving a Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yes, but thank you, about. Tucker, at... Am I allowed to say the name of the you company? Can say okay, you want thank you to Tucker at National Car Rental for hooking your girl up. And I hope that um, trade that we countered works out well for you. As it relates to Damian Amazing. Pierce, though, um, he did not practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure that even if he does come back, he's going to command the same kind of volume he was previously, 16 to 17 touches, yep. uh, after Singletary's big game. I also want to say, though, that the way that the Texans passing game is clicking is certainly helping the backfield to produce. And that was not necessarily the case 
earlier in the season when we were really frustrated with Pierce's efficiency yep. before the injury. Yep. I've got Devin Singletary as running back 30 this week field, which means I, in all honesty, I don't, I would rather not play him because I feel like last week is one of those, like this kind of came out of nowhere. I want to see it happen again. But if you need a guy, there's obviously reason for upside in part because of this defense is not very good in Arizona. It's a great matchup. And it's a really good position for him coming out of last week without potentially having Damian Pierce. I think it's fairly straightforward though. If Damian Pierce, Evan De- and Devin Singletary both play. Yeah. Don't think you want, you're going to probably have a better option. Mm-hmm. If Damian, if Damian Pierce, Pierce is out right. and that ankle injury, as Liz alluded to, kept him out of practice on Wednesday, it's a really good spot for Devin Singletary because the Cardinals are one of three teams that are allowing at least 20 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. So a great matchup. And Singletary had over 30 rushing attempts last week. I mean, yeah. that is a massive Career workload. High. Yeah, and it a guy that, by the way, yes, but um, without Damian Pierce, he could easily see 22, sure. 23 yes, carries this fair. week in a very good matchup. And Singletary, for a small guy, has held up very well. He's never missed a game in his career. Are you, really? Maybe, um, he's up there. I mean, I remember Mike would always uh, harp on the fact that like over the past couple of seasons, like only two running backs played every game. Very few games missed for Mr. Moto Sing- Motor Singletary, at least due to injury. Very uh, sturdy player. And uh, if there's no Damian Pierce, I will note that the uh, Texans have developed this pattern. I've noticed that like you don't practice, you don't play in Houston. That's kind of how it goes. Yep. So yep. not all Wednesday DMPs are created equally. Those in Houston catch my attention more with maybe those in wherever, you name it, Seattle, for example, where no one practices on Wednesday. So this is a great pivot coming out of that conversation because we got some wide receivers to talk about that also had some practice stuff. Noah Brown has a knee injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Keep an eye on that one. Robert Woods has a foot injury, also did not practice. And then Nico Collins with the calf was limited on Wednesday. So you've got three of the four pass catchers that we like in this offense that definitely have had some injury things that they are dealing with through practice field. Yeah, the one that would be most concerning if he doesn't go again today would be Noah Brown because he's young. Oh, I was going to say Nico Collins. Nico Collins has said he's going to play. Okay. He told the media yesterday, I'm playing. So, or he told at least one reporter who who tweeted it, that he is going to play. So I expect Nico to be back this week. Uh, Robert Woods would not surprise me if that's management because it's a foot injury. Noah Brown is a new injury. So that one, I think I'm keeping my eyes out for more than the other two because I do not know a whole lot about it. But if all three of those guys play, plus, of course, Tank Dell, there's really only two, I think, Room for two in most fantasy lineups. Nico will end up being, along with Tank Dell, the two highest ranked if all four are active. Tank Dell has become a target vacuum of late. He had 14 last week. Mm -hmm. Now, he caught just six of them, but between the obvious talents, the fact that he's not just a slot guy, he actually can run. He has like had multiple big plays this season down the field, uh, and the target volume makes him very close to a lineup lock. Nico Collins... Despite the fact that his target share has dropped recently, he has just 23 in his last four games, which is nearly half as many as he had in the first four games of the season. He's currently third in the NFL in yards per catch. So if he's going to average 18 yards per catch, he's at 17 and a half this season. He may not need seven catches to pay off. He may only need four or five, which is reasonable if he's seen five to seven targets in the game. Yeah, I, I really love just this is has nothing to do with fantasy, but the juxtaposition between a six foot four Nico Collins and a five foot eight tank Dell yeah, when they're different. out there on the field together, it looks, it's obvious how little tank is in comparison. And yet he is just soaking up the targets out there in this offense. He looks fantastic. Liz, how are you looking at these wide receivers? Well, I think we need to take a moment and also met, mention Dalton Schultz as a huge piece of this passing game, because you mentioned the big 
prototypical X that Nico Collins is, right, and his yep. size. He also, to put a point on what Field said, still, despite missing week 10, leads the Texans' offense in receiving yards. So he's not just, um, you know, a contested catch guy who, like, ends up in the end zone or, sure. or, you know, climbs a ladder and wins in those contested situations like five yards out yep. or even in the end zone. Um, but I love that. And then you do have the skinny Tank Dell, which I love that field, you mean field, that there are like skinny, smaller, quote, undersized players that don't just play in the slot that can actually find oh, separation on the outside with what their explosiveness and speed. One of two, one That's of two of them. That's wild. Mm, crazy. I've never heard anything like that before. I wonder Liz if Marquise Brown is, is interested educating. in that scouting report. Ooh, how about that? Mm. Is that a message to Marquise or to the people that doubt Marquise? Well, I'm not sure Marquise is an alpha still, ah. but I do think when Tank also has a little bit of a fire plug like Dalton Schultz helping him out in the yeah. middle yeah. and a fire passer, then he can work both sides or all levels of the field. Mm, I like that. The balance in this offense, the balance in, among these pass catchers is really exceptional. And the fact that they are being elevated by a young passer who isn't afraid to throw deep or into tight windows is om is only helping the situation. Last note on Noah Brown, I just want to say, like, I really hope he's not hurt or that this isn't after two excellent showings because oh, yeah. he is a player. And this is just like, this isn't fantasy. This is just as a fan of the game, a player who I think was underutilized in college and often had flashes. And so I felt like, you know, he wasn't really used as much as he should have been yeah. at Ohio State. And to see him kind of build that momentum and then get it almost robbed from him is really disappointing. So I hope he gets healthy and I would love to see him continue to ascend, even if it doesn't. What is he's on a one year deal, right? He's on a one year yeah. deal. And I'm trying to yeah. see if anybody has updated on Twitter or anything from today as it pertains to the Texans, but it he sounds like they the haven't practiced yet today. to really to really be a full time and not just a role player. He's been great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has been great. Ah, he's I mean, been, been a narrative of his, of his yep. career that I just wanted to point out to people who may not, you know, be Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you're still feeling pretty good because Jake Ferguson is plugged in plenty, plenty well for Dalton Schultz. So that's a thing. Let's talk Dalton Schultz. Or let's talk Dalton Schultz. Let's talk Trevor Lawrence. Field, last time Trevor Lawrence scored 20 fantasy points was... Week one. Oh. Did he score 20 fantasy points in week one? Oh, I'm sorry. He was inside the top eight in week one. Did he even score 20 fantasy points that week? No. Sometime last year. Hasn't happened this year. He has season. not scored yeah. 20 fantasy points yeah. at all this year. Last Thanks. week yeah. against San Francisco, he scored 2.1 fantasy points. Yeah. Are we just are we just out? We straight up benching Trevor Lawrence at this point. I got him as quarterback 19 myself. Let's take a look at those last eight games he's played, Daniel. Because we in to? week one, despite the fact that he did not score 20 fantasy points, he was quarterback eight for the week. Okay. Over the past eight games since then, yep. he has seven total touchdowns. Mm. I'm sorry, seven passing touchdowns, six interceptions, only one game with at least 300 passing yards. Moreover, you may Come be on. saying to yourself, do you remember when the uh, Browns played the Titans and everybody was like, okay, if Deshaun can't do it against the These Titans, guys, yep. then it's a problem. Now, we did it against the Titans, but Tennessee, not the matchup that you may think of it as. They're allowing just 16.6 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks right in the middle of the NFL. Not a positive matchup, not a negative matchup today or a Sunday, I should say, uh, for Trevor Lawrence. So with the way that he has been playing recently, the fact that he has some but not a ton of rushing upside. Yeah, I've got Trevor Lawrence not just outside my top 10, Daniel, but outside my top 15 as well. The eye test has not been kind to this offense. It has so much star potential the entire season. They've been okay in moments, but they have been way too inconsistent. 
He has as many weeks outside the top 30 okay. as he has inside the top 10 at quarterback. Mind you, there's only 32 quarterbacks that that's should right. be playing every that's week. That's right. Yeah, that's a scary thought right there. So it has not been great. Do you have any feelings on, on Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I'm frustrated Liz? that he only has two multi-touchdown games yes. on the season. Um, when you add the addition, I know you talked about this earlier in the week on, I think, Monday's Focus. Um, Thanks for listening have, to Monday's of Focus. Course, he needs tinsel in his hair. Did, he did not have he, he does need tinsel in his hair. Maybe some teal tinsel. Yeah, maybe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, right. in Florida plus. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, he's basically outside of the eight QB eighteen in every statistical category that matters. Ugh. Whereas last year he was inside the top ten in all of those. All things. of those things. Yeah. What's going on there? I mean, they got Calvin Ridley. Christian I th- I Kirk think, hasn't stopped. Well, we know that we saw last year that he's still a young quarterback who struggles with some mistakes, some anticipation, and we know that that offense he's taken twenty four sacks on the season. Yeah, that O line is. Still um, an issue. Um, I think that he is afraid to push the ball deep to Calvin Ridley, and that's why he's relying on Christian Kirk like we saw again last oh, week and yeah. Evan Ingram. You know, there, there's a fear factor here. So that, that could be it. I'm not going to dismiss that possibility. The first thought that comes to mind for me, and this is going to sound, people are listening are going to be like, you might be the single dumbest analyst of all time when you say this, but sometimes I think in sports, when a team does not meet expectations, we start looking for a zillion different solutions. Usually it's like fire the coach, fire the GM, bench the quarterback, do things like this, that, and the other, trade away everybody. Sometimes the solution is play better. I listened to Doug Peterson talk about how the Jaguars offense has just been bad this season. And he was talking about things like, and he he said like, we got to coach better, no doubt, but it's like, Hey, we have a, Full start on first 10. That kind of puts us behind the uh, Mm -hmm. first and 10. That puts us behind the eight ball. Then on second and 10, we have a blitz protection mistake where one guy goes this way. He's supposed to go that way. And the next thing he knows is sack. Then on third down, like we're third and 22. It's like sometimes just playing better goes a long way. Because if you ask me, does Jacksonville have the personnel to be really good offensively? There's no two ways about it. Think about what Tommy DeVito would do for the Jaguars <laughs> fifth best mm. pass catcher, much less their best pass catcher. So um, I think there's a play better side of this. And uh, I don't think I'm not confident it happens this week, which is why if I can, I am absolutely benching Trevor Lawrence. What about DeAndre Hopkins? Are you benching DeAndre Hopkins or is he a lineup lock or does he fall somewhere in between? Because when yeah. I'm looking at his production field, I'm going to mention this really quickly. Yep. Okay. Week one, wide receiver 26. Mm-hmm. Week two, wide receiver 62. Wide receiver 61. Yep. Wide receiver 38. Wide receiver seven. Yep. Then wide receiver 85. Wide receiver two. Wide receiver 27. Yep. Wide receiver 57. He's right. had two weeks inside the top 25 at wide receiver. One of those was an unbelievably efficient game yeah, wide with Will one. Levis. Yeah. Yes. First, Levis's first game. Levis's first game. Okay. So how are you trusting him? So let's do the look backwards and then the look forwards here. The look backwards is sort of what you said, but he has more games this season outside the top 60 than inside the top 20, which means that if you've started DeAndre Hopkins, you're more likely to get a bottom outside top 60 mm-hmm. as opposed to inside top 20. Yep. That's the looking backwards part. The data going backwards would tell us you should not be playing him. The data going forwards is, well, does that matter? Ask yourself this. Do you trust this Titans offense right now? Uh, Do you want me to answer that out loud? Anybody can. Do you trust them? Do you trust Will Levis and this Titans offense? I mean, I went real hard for Levis last week, and I got bit, so... Yeah. So yeah, but I feel like he's more of a daily consideration now than a season long or weekly. So I've got DeAndre Hopkins as wide receiver twenty six this week. Still, you know, fringe starter and depending on league size, but that 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 ranking has dropped and dropped and continued to drop over the past few weeks. Field, I think 
a point you made, again, since I gave Dop kudos for Uh-oh. an episode earlier in the week, is actually the one that to Keep me is it. more interesting than what you just said. And okay. that's that DeAndre Hopkins, the argument for Hopkins, right, is the volume. Yeah. Right? Like he's getting the volume. He's a QB 14. He's what got a target share of like 27, 28%. Right. How many touchdowns? He's got three and they all Correct. came in one game. Yep. Yeah. So again, so it sort of ties into, do you trust this offense to score points? But yes, but also it, it doesn't matter. Yes. He's top 10 in deep looks or something like that. Like right. he's getting red zone opportunities, but the inability to convert is problematic. And as it relates to your rankings, I think what you said was I'm going to rank players who more consistently convert in the red area of the field. I'm paraphrasing. No, that's correct. Um, yeah. Then DeAndre Hopkins, which is why he's on the wide receiver two, wide receiver three bubble. Yep. yep. That's where I, that's I exactly can't count on I six feel. from him. You know what? I need to be better in shows that Liz is not around because <laughs> right? now I know she listens and that's like motivation right there to be great. Yep. I told you before the show, it's very important that we don't suck today because we know that Liz is definitely going to bring it and we're going to look bad if we do, Field. I got to be honest, DeAndre Hopkins, this is one of those things that is, it is so difficult for me because he is like, um, he's like a veteran version of Christian Watson. All of his touchdowns (laughs) came in one game. He's being absolutely oh hampered God. by quarterback play in spite of being a very talented wide receiver. All right. We're going to pay some bills Hopkins here. Hopkins better not hear that. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, do we need like a oh Lord Voldemort a parallel for Christian Watson? The most physical receivers in yeah. the league? Oh. Uh, the wide receiver who must not be named. All right, Phil, let's pay some bills, and we're going to come back and keep on previewing this week 11. Are you overwhelmed by insurance? Yep. Make it easy. Get all your insurance in one place with Geico. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning Geico mobile app. See how easy insurance can be and go to geico.com. Do you guys smell that? Liz has a great perfume. I think that's what it is, too. It smells sort of like Dr. Pepper. Oh, the fresh scent, scent of Dr. Pepper and freshly cracked Dr. Pepper. That can only mean one thing. It is a college football season tradition. Block off your Saturday. Swipe a sweet DP from the mini fridge because there's a new season of high kicks, long throws, and Fansville commercial breaks to carry you all the way to the West Coast games. That's right. The fans are back. And this year, things are heating up. We're talking more hot takes, more heartbreak, more layers of face paint. So get ready to drink in all the drama this season with the help of the most delicious delicious college football tradition there is dr pepper the one fans deserve all right back here on focus making our way through our week 11 preview guys let's talk about the denver broncos Mm -hmm. i've been looking at one of these wide receivers and it's just been Corlin sutton i only care about Corlin sutton it hasn't really been a jerry judy thing for me recently are we at a spot now where i'm looking at our rankings yep Jerry Judy's ranked a little closer to Cortland Sutton than I think I realized hmm. I had him as. Okay. Is this a lower on Cortland Sutton thing, or do we think that the gap has closed based on how these wide receivers are being used in this Broncos offense? All right. So they're both outside the top 30 in our rankings. Right? They are. Yep. And if you're saying to yourself, wait, Cortland Sutton outside the top 30, this might be a good example of what we just discussed yes. with DeAndre Hopkins, that you probably should have more confidence in Cortland Sutton because he actually scores touchdowns. He has seven this season. Yep. That's more than he had in 2021 and 2022. Oh, wow. Oh, and 2020 combined. So the past three years, he has six. He has seven already this season. And four in a row. Four in a row, yep. Um, Over the past four games specifically, he has 20 catches. Jerry Judy has just 13. So these two probably should be further apart. I will adjust my rankings as a result of that. The matchup may be pretty decent, though, and that may be why people are curious about these two players this week. Yeah. Mike Clay has noted that uh, it's a positive matchup in his award-winning. Is it award-winning? Uh, it should be. Well, yeah, I yeah. give it an award every okay. day. Award-winning wide receiver cornerback matchup could be a good matchup here. Yep. 
Also worth noting that a Caleb Evans, one of the Vikings uh, starting corners, or at least playing a prominent role, is banged up. He's got a calf injury. Sounds iffy to play on Sunday night. The yep. team tried to claim Jack Jones off of waivers earlier this week, perhaps an indication that Evans might not be available or just a talent play. But yeah, it's a reasonable matchup. And Russell Wilson is all of a sudden kind of cooking. Right? He's been good. He's got 18 passing touchdowns. That's third in the NFL this year. Now, the Broncos, if they win on Sunday night, like at some point we will be, I don't know about like all the way back in onto vintage Russ, but if they win this upcoming week, we will be talking about Denver in a very different light. Mm. Just because, and I'm not saying they've, they've, they've been swept under the radar, under the rug, excuse me, over the past mm-hmm. three weeks, but they had a big win over Kansas City that goes into their bye, right? Yes. And then on Monday night, while it was a great win for Denver, the story in a lot of people's eyes was, oh, Buffalo needs to get their act together and they fire their offensive coordinator. So um, these two wide receivers specifically obviously have Sutton with a lot more confidence than Jerry Judy. Uh, Judy, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah, like, it's been tough. I mean, I think Steve Smith said it all. Could be. Uh, Could be. We've been waiting and waiting yeah. forever. If you look at Jerry Judy has a team red zone target percentage of 8.3%. That is half as much Too as bad, Adam huh? Troutman. Yeah. Adam Troutman. Girl, for real. I wasn't expecting that. Meanwhile, Cortland Sutton, 33.3%. I like those threes. I kinda, yeah, probably I do. an angel number. Yeah. So I think in, in Dynasty, I'm sorry, in redraft leagues, it's pretty straightforward what to do with Jerry Judy. He's a player that should be on benches, but obviously uh, is a hard to justify in your starting lineup player. What do you do with Jerry Judy in Dynasty leagues? Still Ugh. young. Still young. Hope still he talented. Gets traded. Hope he gets Maybe. traded and then that new... A new how many situation. New, wait, how many new starts has he had in Denver, though? He's gotten new quarterbacks. He's gotten new coaches, coaches. He's yeah. gotten new offensive coordinators. A good call. That's yeah. a good point, too, Liz. Three I don't coaches have... already for Jerry Judy. That's crazy. A four, if you include the interim coach last year. He is popular because yeah. he went to Alabama. Is that what it is? He was a first-round pick, too. Sure. I mean, he was a first-round pick who, uh, early in his career, looked like maybe a promising player. Remember week one of last season with Russell Wilson, found the end zone against Seattle. Like, Oh my gosh, they figured this out. And Maybe then not so much. I'm being a little bit too much on the Alabama train here, but like there is a parallel perhaps in, at his ceiling to Amari Cooper, a player who like I hope so. good routes, yeah, I sure waiting hope so. for him to turn over. Obviously yeah. not the same number of teams, right. but like then finally it comes together. But similar, similar skills, similar draft yep. capital yeah. spent. Another Alabama wide receiver that we really like is Devontae Smith. <gasps> yeah, Dallas baby. Goddard is going to be out for this week. And yep. my, in the aforementioned yeah. shadow report, Mike has Legereus Sneed going to be shadowing A.J. Brown, Liz. I know that you read that article every week as well. So does that mean that you're shattering eight straight games as Legereus Sneed? Has he really? And the wide receivers he's faced have been terrific. He shattered an 88% of the routes on the perimeter in those eight straight games. Wow. Yeah, so he's a bona fide, put me on an island type of cornerback. Does that open, Liz Loza, the option for Devontae Smith to find some value in this Eagles passing game? 100%. There might be a prop that I'm interested in. I oh, might be interested. Okay. I'm not going to say now. Does that prop that was pop not or no? It, it may pop a little bit later on. Uh, maybe on Saturday maybe morning. Maybe on Saturday morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll yes. be checking that out on ESPN.com. I love Devonta Smith. I mean, he scored in back-to-back weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't see a ton of volume. Last week, he still scored in a tough matchup against the Cowboys. Yep. We know he's special. Projects to be one of the highest scoring games 100%. of the week. You got the Monday night skin in the game. If you still have Devontae Smith on your roster. And as we have seen from Devontae, that uh, switch can be flipped at any moment, yep. right? Like he's such a talented guy. Like his struggles this year are not in the same vein 
as somebody like Jerry Judy, where he's like never put it together for a full season. This happened last year with Devante. Like he was awesome last year. So the idea of this guy getting on track would not be surprising at all. The Eagles play a very difficult schedule in the second half of their effectively the second half of their season. Yep. They're going to have a lot of games where they got to find a way to keep up with opposing offenses or at least keep ahead of opposing offenses. I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Smith is a stock up player in the second half of the season. Nail skills, too. Yes. You you know, 10 targets over the last two weeks. Some people might not like again, three targets in week 10, but 10 catches. Yep. Over that time. Yep. Just like 100 percent catch rate. And just in case I said this wrong, Dallas Goddard out for this game. Devontae Smith going to play. A.J. Brown going to play. Yeah. Uh, but just making sure that I've clarified that so that we're good to go. What did you say before? I mentioned Dallas because that's who they played last week, that, not Dallas Goddard. So I, I saw must, your face. I must have said it. That I, may, I may have said it incorrectly. I, don't th- I, said, I didn't hear that. No, I said it okay. I heard it correctly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Right. You're a brilliant, smart man. You're crushing. Guys, stop yeah. it. You're so sweet. Uh, and you're starting A.J. Brown. In spite of the shadow report, oh, sure. guys, you're starting A.J. Brown. Don't take him out of your starting line. A.J. Brown is averaging <laughs> nearly the same number of fantasy points per week as Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 24. What a stat 23, 24, is. something like that. All right. Let's talk about Kyler Murray. I looked. I was so awesome. I was so awesome. I was so <laughs> thrilled to see him look what I thought was awesome yeah. on Sunday. Getting out there, utilizing his legs. You wanted to see him not be limited. You wanted to see him out there doing the things that made Kyler Kyler. Field feels like well, all we needed was one week. I didn't need more than one week for my eye test to know Kyler Murray looks like the guy that Kyler Murray was before. And I feel confident starting him here in week 11 if I need him at the quarterback position. I've got him as quarterback 11. He's moved up a little bit from where he was last week going into the games. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that we do have a couple of quarterbacks that we have already mentioned who have bad matchups, right? Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence amongst them. And Lawrence yep. has obviously struggled mightily over the past eight games. So yeah, Kyler Murray with six rushing attempts last season, including a design run for a touchdown. Like those are the kind of indicators Love that. that help boost the value for Kyler Murray. So I've got him as quarterback 11. Um, there's a, there's a pinch of nerves only because we've seen it just once, but yeah, if you were the kind of person that got ahead of the curve on Kyler Murray and grabbed them off waivers a month ago or three weeks ago, when he started practicing again, you will be rewarded with one of the best fill in quarterback options during bye weeks or your weekly starter for the rest of this season. Yep. Anything else to add? I don't know. Kyler Murray headlined my facts versus feelings column Ooh. this week because I was and? so wrapped with his re-debut, I guess you could say. Some rust from a passing perspective, but to sure. be expected, obviously no DeAndre Hopkins, Zach yeah. Ertz, but the chemistry he showed with Trey McBride was oh. fantastic. Also, just a little props to me who tabbed that as a matchup to <laughs> look forward to. Thank you very much, to. Liz. You crushed it. Murray yeah. averaged 20 fantasy points per game in 2022. Those numbers would make him a top five fantasy play in 2023. Oof. I also have him, though, up from like... QB 15 range, which is where I had him ahead of week 10 to, I think, uh, low end QB one in that 11, 10, 12 range. Yeah. Somewhere in the same. Well, you mentioned Trey McBride as well, understanding how good he looked last week. Eight for 131 on nine targets. Matchup helped. The matchup did help. It was against the Atlanta Falcons. Now Mm -hmm. they get the Houston Texans. He's had 20 or more fantasy points in two of his last three games field. Is there a way that you are not starting Trey McBride? Do you not have confidence? Is there anything that you worry about? I mean, if I have a lineup where I already have Travis Kelsey and I'm literally not allowed to play a tight end beside Travis Kelsey, that would be it. But uh, over the past three games, he has 28 targets. It speaks for itself. Huge. Super talented player, trending in all the right positive directions here. I'm in on Trey McBride. Uh, Certainly looks the part on the field. Like, give me some Trey McBride. Big time. Let me give props to Mike Clay, 
who also mentioned on an episode earlier this week that he was willing to shout out the cornerbacks in Houston yeah. who have been stingy to wide receivers, Steven Nelson, Shaq Griffin, and why is the third Derek Stingley's kind of bad. Thank you, Derek Stingley. Yeah. Um, so when a team is stingy against wide receivers, guess what opens up? The Tight end of spots, the field. people. Yeah. Yep, and that's why the Tex- the Houston Texans have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I'm all in on that. Love me some Trey McBride this week, especially with Kyler Murray back under center. It makes me feel like this Arizona Cardinals offense is, well, field's going to take off. No big deal. Feel this Arizona Cardinals offense is doing some positive things here. Really pumped for that. That's really it for the end of the show. Oh, wow. I wondered. I wondered, Field Yates. who had time to go to the grocery store. Even though he's got two under two. For uh, who? For so, who? So tomorrow, yeah. everybody, Probably you will me. notice that it'll be Liz and I holding yeah. it down. Yeah. Stefania will be here for her customary uh, segment about injuries at the beginning of, this, of the show. And that'll be Liz and I holding it down. Why? Mm-hmm. Daniel Dopp has a very much deserved day off for his 25th birthday tomorrow, oh, buddy. Yes. So uh, I believe legally I'm not allowed to sing happy birthday to you. There is some like copyright issues. We might own the rights to like a... <laughs> There it is. Oh, nice. my gosh. Yeah. Shut up. Um, so, Daniel, uh, we we're going to like candles. It's also like a fire code violation. So we brought you cupcakes for your birthday. One of them kind of tips, but you can decide if you want That's that amazing. one or not. Thank you guys so much. You're this welcome is, so much. I, I yeah. love working with everybody so much here on the Fantasy Focus. So what do you have planned? You have uh, you have a big getaway. We do have a big getaway. Thank yeah. you so much for this. We're going to head on out to New York. My wife Rosie and I are going to go down there. We're going to check out a, a, sh- a shop called B&H Photo. We don't get to very often because it's closed on the weekends. Okay. And then. We're going to go check out some bands, our friends that we love very much. They're okay. in a band called Foxing and the Hotelier. They are playing in New York uh, on Where Friday at? night. Any idea? I have no idea. No, okay. I didn't even know that we were going. Rosie bought tickets. Oh, I didn't know. Rosie. She was like, I'm just going to surprise you with this. They're playing B&H Photo? Two what of our favorite records, too. Yeah, and B&H Photo, we're going to... Do know, they sell like... Camera uh, stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to... We're going to try and do some, geez, some like, camera things. We go to and, like Target on Fridays. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. this is not a normal Friday, but yeah, yeah so we're going to go down there and get some sushi at a place called Kazunori, too. That's our, my favorite sushi spot in New All York right. City. So nice. Shout out to Al Zeidenfeld for teaching me about Kazunori, so... A good time. If it's a place that Al likes, do they like sell you like one piece of sushi for like ninety four dollars? You're gonna get that exactly omakase, that yes. birthday omakase. Yes, nothing All wrong right. with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right, guys, you're so sweet. Thank you for doing this. Are you excited? I am super pumped. Are, Are you, you one of those me? people? Remember, Matthew used to always hate his birthdays. Do you like your birthdays or no? Um, at this point, you know what? I don't hate my birthdays. Okay. But I don't celebrate them in the same way that I used to because there is a part where like you start getting older and you're like, it's just not quite as fun to be like, no. yeah, I'm, I'm 25 now. Contraire. You're a birthday person? You are a birthday. We had your we, birthday yeah, earlier. We yeah, we were there. Here. It was great. Uh, we went to an awesome location. Yeah, we near did. To, uh, ESPN played some uh, played some old school college games. That was great. Um, yeah, you should celebrate your birthday. Deserve it. Yeah. Well, we will celebrate you even if you are not interested yeah. in celebrating the I day on which you, you were born. And I'm sure Mama Dop is grateful for that day oh, every yeah. year. She's watching right now. Shout too, right? out to Mama Dop yeah. in labor for 72 hours Oi. waiting for me to come out. 72 so. hours. Yeah. Yep. 72 hours. So we should have celebrated your birthday on Tuesday Tuesday, when labor began. It got to a point where she was like, just rip this child out of me. Don't say rip. Well, you're right. But you know what I mean. What are we doing? Well, you're right. That 72 hours? Yeah. As if I wasn't enough of an admirer of your mom already. She, she is an absolute warrior. She's yeah. a warrior. She's a we champ. can probably ship these right. overnight yeah. to, to where she lives to Mama now. Dop. That's yeah. right. Good but idea. honestly, thank, like, thank you for being born and thank oh, you to Mama Dop for helping 
make Mama that situation Dop, happen. It, you were wonderful. Thank you, Liz. And thank you, Phil, both of you. Yeah, thanks for bringing a smile to so many people's face, including ours every single day. And uh, go enjoy the heck out of it. Um, we'll have Liz tomorrow. Mike's gone as well. Mike is so rude. Be he awesome decided Friday not show. to show up for your birthday show. So <laughs> you guys can have a conversation about that off mic if you'd like. Uh, but yes, as far as I'm concerned, Mike is persona non grata to you. I'm with you on that you one. You know what? I'm not sure. I'm not an Ivy Leaguer like Liz. Did I use persona non grata there appropriately? Perfectly. Heading really? into a show in which you are, and I are working alone tomorrow, you used it wonderfully. Why, too. thank you. You're okay. Welcome. That's amazing. I cannot wait. I, I'm really pumped to be able to go out, do that whole New York trip, come home, and then just get myself a nice big bowl of Greek yogurt with some granola. It's going to be fantastic. Stop that. You, you locked that up. We love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us. That's going to do it for our Thursday Bye. show. Check in on Friday. We love you. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We'll see you, some of us, tomorrow. Happy birthday, Daniel. Peace. Happy birthday. Does anybody want a cupcake? Do you want one? No, I'm good, thank you. I will good. totally. Yes, I yeah. definitely want this. You can this smell that. Oh, my I want to make you like, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he eat the whole thing? Oh, my God. Right in his mouth. That's Fantastic. They're mm-hmm. really good. Oh God. Cut the mic. I cut the, cut the camera so you don't have to keep doing this. It's a fun fetty one. <laughs> you know who's going to love this? My kids are going to love this right now. This is the greatest version of Happy Birthday of all time, by the way. Beard, I'm telling you